come together where you are in the midst of us. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are our helper. You are our teacher. You're the one that leads us and guides us into all truth. You're the one that reveals unto us. So Holy Spirit, I need your help today. Bring back the word to my remembrance that you have spoken, that I have read in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I that live, but it's Christ that lives in me. And as I open my mouth to teach your people, the word of God becomes fire and they become wood. The word of God devours everything that's going on around us today. The word will be like a hammer breaking the rocks into pieces the word will be like a two-edged sword i thank you father god for illuminating this word where it penetrates our very being so when we speak concerning this word people are healed they are delivered they are set free through the word of god the word of life god your word is spirit and it is life unto us today thank you for life coming through the word god thank you that our hearts are open and receptive God to receive this right now rhema word in Jesus name now father God I bind God every principality God every spirit of wickedness in high places every spirit of darkness right now I bind them I take authority over them in the name of Jesus I bind God every plan God every scheme every plot of the enemy today in the name of Jesus and I thank you for the blood of Jesus in Jesus name so God I plead the blood in the name of of Jesus because the blood never ever ever lose its power so I thank you for the blood in the name of Jesus God we give you all the glory all the honor and all the praise in this place in Jesus name amen let's see what God has for his people on today amen go with me to Philippians the second chapter and I want to begin at the seventh verse Philippians chapter 2 beginning at the seventh verse and the word of God now reads but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself And became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I want to talk about power in the name of Jesus power in the name of Jesus we had this teaching before um, but God want to bring this back into the house because I believe at times we don't recognize the power that's in the name of Jesus sometimes we just use his name just to be using his name but when we get understanding of his name We will not just be using that name without understanding that there is power in that name. And we should be honoring that name. We should reverence that name because it's because of that name that we have the victory. 
We could not have the victory except through Jesus Christ. And when we understand what Jesus done on our behalf, we will not use his name any kind of way just to be using it. When we look at the book of Philippians, it says that, first of all, I'm just going to paraphrase what this is saying. Jesus actually was in heaven with the Father. But Jesus took on the form of the Son of Man. The Word became flesh and the Word dwelt among us. So Jesus actually script himself of being the Son of God and became the Son of Man. He had to do that in order to lay down his life for us. And the reason why he laid down his life because through the disobedience of Adam and Eve, sin entered the world. So one man, sin entered the world, which was through Adam and death came into the world because of that one man. So God had to send his son who knew no sin who became sin for us so we can become the righteousness of God through him. There's no other way that we can be made righteous except through Jesus Christ. No matter what you try to do or how you try to do it, you cannot be made righteous except through Jesus Christ. You cannot be in right standing with God except through Jesus Christ. And I think some of us miss that because some of us are still trying to do things to be accepted by God. But when you know what the word of God is saying unto you, you don't have to try to work for your salvation. Yes, the word of God said work out your salvation with fear and trembling, but you don't have to work for your salvation. Jesus paid the price for our salvation. His name means Jehovah is salvation. That means that when Jesus died on that cross, he didn't only die for sin, but he died for sickness. He died for everything that will come upon the earth that will try to harm us or do anything to us outside. Y'all got to get this. See, this is where we miss it. If we understand how powerful that name is, that whatever situation that we're in, when we call on the name of Jesus, see, we miss it because we're still trying to make things work ourselves. We should know that God found not a person on earth that could save us, but Jesus. God said, I got to come off my throne and I got to come here, down here to earth in order to save mankind because they cannot save themselves. I don't care how good they may be. I don't care how they come to church. I don't care what they do or how they do it. They cannot save themselves. So I had had to become the savior of this world. The wages of sin is death. Everybody know that, but do you actually know what that means? Some people still don't know what that means. See, a penalty had to be paid for sin, y'all. And he allowed his son to pay a penalty for sin, and he didn't even commit the sin. But because of God's love that he has for us, his unconditional love, God just don't love us based on what we do or how we do it. God loved us when we were not lovable, y'all. He loved us even while we were yet in sin. That's when he demonstrated his love unto us by laying down his life 
for us even while we were yet sinners. That's love. So this man, which is Jesus, he's the only one that could have done it for us. So Jesus won the victory because death separated us from the Father. Sin separated us. Death represents sin. So we were separated from our loving Father. And God does not want us to be separated from him. So he had to come and lay down his life so we can be reconciled with the Father. That's why in the word of God, because of that name, we have been sanctified. We have been set apart. We have been made fit for the master's use. Because of that name, we have been justified declared as if we have never sinned and all of us in this room know that we sin every day that's why when Jesus laid down his life he said I'm not only laying down my life for your past sins he said I'm gonna lay down my life for present and future sins he said whatever you do now whatever you've done in your past whatever you may do that you don't even know nothing about he said I'm just gonna lay it down y'all got to understand sin is not what's keeping you into heaven rejecting Jesus is what's keeping people out of heaven people are still trying to work out sin sin has already been worked out that's why the bible said, by grace you're saved through faith and not of yourselves it is a gift of god see some of y'all get so upset when you make a mistake or you do something that you don't supposed to do but you are reminded through the holy spirit of who you are now that you're in christ jesus he said your identity ain't found in you your identity is found in Jesus so I identify with him so when sin try to come in my life I remember who I am in him and that's why I turn away from sin because he done away with sin so why would I want to participate with sin when sin is being done away with See, when you don't know these things, then you begin to keep doing things that you think that you can't stop doing. That's why we're going to talk about power in the name of Jesus. Anything that you want to stop, you can stop. Because God gave you a choice. You have the right to choose. Quit praying and saying, Lord, if you don't want me to do this, give me a sign. God said, the choice is yours. This is what Joshua was telling the people. You can either serve the gods of the Amorites or the ones that's on the other side. He said, but for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So Joshua, Joshua gave them a choice. All of us in this room, we have to make the right choice. And the only way you can make the right choice is through the word of God. Because you are spiritual beings. You are in this world, but you're not of this world. So you don't do what the world does. And you don't be listening to what the world does. Because you are kingdom citizens. You are spiritual beings. That's why your mind has to be renewed. And that way you won't be conformed to this world. But you'll be transformed with the renewing of your mind. And then you can prove. You will know what the good and acceptable will of God is in your life. So Paul was talking to these Philippians and a little further up, he was saying, let this mind be in you, 
which was also in Christ Jesus. Our lives are based on Christ. We have a new life in Christ Jesus. The old has passed, behold, the new. So you have to look at your new life in Christ Jesus. I'm going to tell each and every individual in this room, what you've done in the past is your past. That past has been done away with through the blood. So when the enemy want to bring up your past and how he bring up your past, he bring it up through other people. Because sometimes we try to hide stuff. Sometimes we try to sweep it up under the rug. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Family sweep stuff up under the rug. Don't want what you don't know ain't going to hurt you. No, what you don't know will kill you because you fighting a battle with some things that you don't know. But when you know what has went through your generation and when the enemy try to plague you with what went through your generation, you have to remind them who you are now that you in Christ Jesus. You have to let them know that was then. This is now. This is who I am now that I'm in Christ. Quit looking down on your family because you have a new family now that you're in Christ. Quit looking at somebody past, how they fornicated, how they lied, how they steal, how they was lesbians, how they were homosexual. God loved them even in that state. That's why Jesus had to come down and lay down his life for everybody. He want everybody to come to the knowledge of the truth. He want everybody to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. You ain't done nothing too bad that Jesus ain't already saved you from. And that's what we have to remember. So he's saying in here, Paul is reminding them about that name. And I'm telling you something right now. While I'm teaching on this name right where you sit, you can be delivered through that name. Nobody don't have to touch you. The only thing you got to do is open up your heart until the name of Jesus. The Bible says in this verse that God highly exalted him. When you are highly exalted, that means you're above and you're not beneath. Let me give you an example like Calvin sitting back there. Let's say Calvin gets a promotion on his job. Before Calvin was down here. He was underdog. He was down here. But they called him into the office and they said, I'm going to give you a higher position. So it's going to take you from here to here. Now, I don't want you to see yourself down here no more. I want you to see yourself up here. You don't go on down here no more. You go on where I'm taking you up here. Where you were is your past, but where I'm taking you is your future. So people don't need to see you like this no more, and people are only going to see you like this if you portray yourself like this, but that's not who you are. I'm exalting you. So being that I'm exalting you, I'm taking you from a low position to a high position, and now they got to look up to you. They don't look down at you no more. When you come in the room, you'll position is going to speak for you Calvin people are going to acknowledge the position that you have the only reason they don't acknowledge that position is because you're carrying yourself in a lower state when you're supposed to be in a higher state that's why the bible said that God highly exalted him above every name y'all better catch that he highly exalted him above every name. I'm going to keep saying it. He highly exalted him. 
above every name. That means that Jesus is up here looking down here, meaning that he got authority because he's highly exalted above every name that can be named. Y'all better get it. He's highly exalted. That means Jesus is looking down at stuff because he's highly exalted. His name is above every name. That means his name is above cancer. His name is above oppression. His name is above sickness. His name is above depression. His name is above every name that can be named that people ain't named. His name is above all of that because God highly exalted him above every name that can be named. His name is highly above that. The enemy don't want you to know that. He don't want you to know that Jesus' name is above every name. And when you accept that Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you sitting high. You ain't low no more. Because you have a new identity in him. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and who died for me. So his name. Oh, y'all ain't got it. His name, look how slow we get. That's why you're getting beat up. Whatever's in you going to come out of you. Now, I just taught you something. His name is, his name is, his name is, his name is. Now, look what the next verse say. His name is highly above every name, right? And the Bible said, at the name of Jesus, we know every knee shall bow, right? But it said, in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, when you say Jesus, it's bowing down. Because his name, because his name, his name, so everything's supposed to bow. Everything. Supposed to bow in that name. Not in the president name. In the natural, when the president come in, people are bowing for the president. But when we mention Jesus, everybody's looking around like we're ignorant. And his name is high above the president. It don't matter what president is in office. He's high above the president. His name is above the president. And if you pray for the president, he will be bowing in the name of Jesus. Oh, we don't know nothing. We're spending too much time saying what the president's supposed to be doing. What do you supposed to be doing? You're supposed to be praying in the name of Jesus. Watching too much news and don't know what to do with what you're watching. I said again, watching too much news and don't know what to do with what you're watching. Because in the name of Jesus, 
Whatever don't line up with the word got to bow in Jesus name. So if you ain't in the word, nothing going to bow. Y'all don't understand. He gave you rights to use the name. Because his name got authority over everything. Didn't you know in the beginning was the word? And the word was God and the word was with God. So Jesus is upholding everything by the word of his power. Because his name has power. Everything. In heaven, on earth, up under the earth, have to recognize that name. The Bible say even the demons tremble in that name. And we run it for demons. And we got the name. We run it from noises in the house. And we got the name. What's that? You got a name that's greater. The Bible said greater is he. That's in you. Than he. That's in the world. Now before I knew all this. (laughs) I ran too. I'm going to get on out the way because I ain't crazy because when I don't know about that name ain't nothing that name can do for me when I don't know nothing come on y'all quit playing around act like you know him and then when something come up you running trying to figure out which way to go come on tell the truth shame the devil all of us are growing in grace amen we try to act like we just super 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 this but when something happens you're going to know how super you are You're going to see if you natural or you super. But the Bible is telling us that at his name, this is what's supposed to happen. And when we recognize this name and what's supposed to happen, we know that we have authority in this name. He gave us the right to use this name even in prayer. We can go to the Father. We can't go to the Father in our name. We have to go to the Father in his name. He said, whatsoever you ask my father in my name, he will do. Can you imagine? This is the funny part. You can go to the father, Pam, toe up, just messed up and know you messed up. But you say, father, I ain't coming to you in my name and what I done. I'm coming to you. See, that's how you go boldly to the throne. I'm coming to you based on what Jesus did. So I know I have rights. Because of what he did, not because of what I just done. Y'all better catch it. Now, am I saying it's right for what she done? No. Because when she acknowledged what she done, she confessing that so the enemy won't have inroad in her life. But if she don't confess that, God's already given her everything she need. But not confessing that is keeping her from tapping in to what God has already provided. Quit trying to think up sins. Well, Father God, before I come to you, whatever sin I did or whatever sin I didn't do, you know what you've done. Anything I did, anything that I haven't done, God, before I come before you, God, I'm coming before you and I'm confessing it right now. Some things I only know what I did, thoughts I don't even know I thought. Please, you ain't lost your mind. You know what you were thinking about. You know how you were thinking about another woman right there with your husband. You know how you was thinking about another man. 
Y'all heard what I said? Another woman right there with your, oh, something in the room, something in the room. You know what's going on in your life. Guess what? God don't hold you guilty for that. But you get rid of that to stop you from tapping in to what's still yours even in the midst of that. Y'all don't get it. See, we're spending too much time trying to repent to get something from God when we already have it. You repent because you know the enemy is going to use that to stop you from tapping into his goodness, his mercy, his loving kindness to what he's already done. There is therefore now no condemnation in Christ. And if you know you're in Christ, you shouldn't be feeling guilty. But if you're feeling guilty, it's because the enemy is holding something on you. And what you do, you close that door to the enemy of what he's holding on you and say, I've been acquitted. I'm no longer guilty for that because I go to my father in the name of Jesus. So when you go into your father, you got to go in Jesus name because if you're going in your name, you ain't getting nothing. Because it's because of Jesus you get what you got. It ain't because of you. So get you out the way. Leave you out the equation and say, Father, I ain't ignorant no more. I'm coming to you in the name of Jesus. So your prayer life got to be in Jesus' name, and it got to be the whatsoever you ask got to line up with the word. Everything that Jesus done lined up with the word. The works that he done, he didn't do it outside of the Father. Whatever the Father sent him to do, that's what he done. So when you asking in his name, You should know it's already yours. Even before you ask, that's the authority that you have. They were baptizing in that name. When people got saved, they were baptizing in that name, meaning that they had authority to baptize in that name. They had a right to do it in that name. So I'm teaching you all this to let you know we're not using the name of Jesus the way we need to use the name of Jesus. We're still trying to wait for something to happen. Y'all know what we do. We go to bed at night. We say our prayers. We say in Jesus' name. We lay down in the bed and we like, I wonder if I, God, did you hear me? God, let me go back again because I just don't feel right about it. You said in the name of Jesus. So Jesus' name carries weight, y'all. Jesus' name carries authority. It carries power. Why is the demons fleeing in Jesus' name? Because Jesus disarmed principalities and powers. He made a show of them openly. That means that when Jesus did what he did, when the Romans did something, when somebody won a battle, they had their enemies coming behind them. It was like they had a long robe and they had to honor them. So I'm telling you, the demons have to honor who? Jesus. And if we're in Jesus and we know how powerful that name is, we don't have to keep running from demons. Or when something is going on in your life, you don't have to run from that. You say, in the name of Jesus. So we know that demons have to flee. In Jesus' name, I give you an uh, example of that. Y'all know in Acts 16, there was Paul. And they were going, why is it every time? We're going into prayer. Demons start cutting up. Y'all notice that? When you're getting ready to go before the Lord, the, the, your thoughts be all tore up and things all around you. Somebody come in and tell you this and tell you that. You can't even get your thinking right. So this, this girl that was, had a spirit of divination, she began to follow Paul and them. And she began to, to every day just come in there and harass them. 
One day Paul got tired of that. And Paul began to say, in the name of Jesus. He didn't say in the name of Paul. He said, in the name of Jesus, come out of her. You spirit of divination. Now you got to understand how Paul knew what spirit was possessing this person. He knew it through the gifts of the spirit. Through discerning of spirits, he knew what spirit was possessing this girl. He knew that he had power. He had the right in Jesus' name to lose her from that spirit that had possession of her. So he said, in the name of Jesus, you spirit of divination, come out. He used Jesus' name. Paul wasn't worried because he knew the power that was in his name. How did Paul know the power that was in his name? Because Paul, before, when he was Saul, he witnessed the name of Jesus and what the name of Jesus done. So when Paul accepted Jesus on the road to Damascus and the light that was shone down from heaven and he began to speak to Paul and say, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute thou me? And then Paul was saying, Lord, what would you have me? He was his Lord right then. He accepted him as his personal savior. That's when his relationship began to develop with Jesus. So he's saying today, when you use my name, you know in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, it's bowing down. And if it's bowing down, you don't have to worry about it. The Bible says in, in Psalms 18 or Proverbs 18, the, Psalms, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous run into it and it's safe. It said the name of the Lord is a strong tower, not your name. The righteous run into it and they are safe. That means in the name of Jesus, you have protection. From what's going on around you, you are protected. What are you protected with? You are protected with the angelic host. Because when I'm talking about that name, God have me some protection around me. Why? He said, because you're talking about the name of Jesus. And every time you talk about that name, you are protected from whatever is around you. Because of that name. So you got to remember you have protection in that name. There is safety in that name. There is peace in that name. There is joy in that name. There is love in that name. The Bible says in the book of Colossians, the third chapter, whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of Jesus. That means we represent him here on earth. We got to represent him in what we say. We got to represent him in our acts. So we're representing him. We're showing forth his character unto people. And this is the problem when we don't know about that name and we're mentioning that name. We're saying, is that name working? That means you don't know about that name because the moment you say that name, you should know that that's at work because of that name. In Acts, the third chapter, this is something that we're very familiar with. Y'all remember, here we go again with prayer. Peter and John went up together unto the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. I want to stop there at the point where it says, Peter and John went up together. The Bible said where two or three are gathered together in my name. He said, I'm in the midst of them. So this shows that Peter and John went up together. Where were they going up? They were going up in his name. They were going to prayer together in his name. What am I saying to you? You don't touch and agree with anybody because they say they know the word. 
He said, it's a lot of people that saying, Lord, Lord, and don't know me. So you don't touch and agree with everybody because they say they save. Because if they don't know about the name of Jesus and how powerful that name is, they can just be saying the name of Jesus. That's why everybody need to be taught the same thing. He said, have the same mind. You need to be taught the same thing. We got people that are taught according to this religion. We got people that are taught according to this religion. And then they're telling you all religions need to come together. That's a lie. You're going to have a bunch of confusion. You cannot come together with confusion and false doctrine and think it's going to work. That's what one man was trying to do. We all need to come together. You need to get saved. Because everybody can't come together because they believe in different things. Even some of us Christians are getting the same teaching, but we're acting differently. We can't come together in his name when one is out fornicating and one is living holy. Because the fornicator is going to block what God want to do. Because their thinking is wrong. You got to change your thinking and you'll change your living. If you don't change the way you think, you're going to live the same way. This is what the Lord was showing me. Some people try to make things work in their lives because of what's going on in their lives. Meaning that as long as you feel the love, you feel the peace, you feel the money, you feel the man, you feel the woman, and everything in your life is going good, and it just seems like you can live forever, you are right. When tragedy hits your life, You become so humble. You become so humble. Now you want to hear some Jesus. Before you were hearing Jesus. But you were just hearing Jesus. Because everything in your life was well. Your marriage was well. Your children was well. Your health was well. Everything in your life was well. And you hearing Jesus or thinking, I'm hearing him, but you're not taking in Jesus. So when you get a bad report... You become so humble, now you're trying to disassemble everything that wasn't assembled right. Help me, Holy Ghost. Now you're ready to disassemble what wasn't right before you got the bad report, but you knew it wasn't right. I'm going somewhere. The reason why I'm going here, because people really want to get it right with Jesus when they get a bad report. In any area, it may be financial, it may be dealing with your body, it may be dealing with your children, whatever it's dealing with, now you're ready to bow down to Jesus. So now you're trying to fix it and get stuff out of your life, but I'm going to tell you what's happening. You may try for three weeks, you may try for four, you may try for one week, but if that word is not implanted in you, you're going to go back to where you were. And the reason why people go back, they will try to keep fixing it or keep trying to pull from the word as long as that bad report is on the table. But when they get the good report, they go back to where they were. I'm going to say it again. Come on, y'all ain't fooling God. We don't want God when everything is going right, when our money is right, when we think we're looking right. When the job is right and people are exalting us, we don't act like we need God. Even though we got God, we act like we okay. But when bad reports come in, that's when we get humble. That's when we want to really hear what God has to say and talk to people along the way. 
But you never hear from nobody until something's wrong. Thank you. Nobody never say, how you doing? You need anything? What can I do for you today? But when something happened in your lives, you want to pick up the phone. Now you need a little more Jesus. And you still had him. But you didn't acknowledge him until failure came. Until man couldn't do it no more. When man can't do it no more, that's when you go to Jesus. You should know that man ain't God. When man disappoints you, now you're Jesus. Father, I believe, apostle said, I can come to Jesus in your name. Something's wrong, church. This is why you have to have the word before that comes. You don't wait on something to come and then try to pull you a scripture. It don't happen like that. You're supposed to be pulling them every day. You're supposed to be well-rounded. So when something comes, the word begins to come out of you. The word is a seed. So whatever seed you've been planting, that's what's going to come before you, what you've been planting. If you've been planting seeds of doubt, that's what's going to come before you when you have challenges in your life. It's going to overpower that one scripture you read to put into you. One day ain't going to get you solid. See, God already knows. So this is how powerful the name of Jesus is. You got to know about that name. So Peter and John, they were apostles, y'all, but they stayed in contact with Jesus. They know Jesus went to be with the Father, but as they went into prayer, they were being connected with the Father. They were being connected so they could hear what the Father would have them to do and how he would have them to do it. That's why you got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when you need an answer, Jesus is interceding on your behalf before the Father. The Holy Spirit is going to Jesus, and then the Holy Spirit is reporting back to you on what the words say. Oh, y'all ain't got it. And if you ain't in the word, you ain't going to hear the Holy Spirit because he only testify by what the word says. He only bear witness to the word. He can't give you nothing outside the word. It's order. But we want a quick fix. Hear me now, Lord. I serve you. I promise you, Lord. Serving for two weeks. And you're back in the same stuff you were in before. Because you think you can make it. But it's time now to serve him every day. Not just when you feel good, not just when you feel bad, but you serve him outside of how you feel. So here we go. They're going up to the temple, getting ready for prayer. There's a man that needed some alms. He was a a lame man. He couldn't walk. They laid him at the gate of the temple. I have to go there. People send people in the house of God to get a need met. They'll lay them right up in there. Tell them where to go. Some of you saints up in here, go to apostle. She'll help you. They come to your house. They didn't come to me. Why you send them to my house? Go to the church. You the church. Didn't I teach you that? Go to the church. They probably got a little something, something for you. And when they come to me, I'm going to say, who sent you? If they say Teresa Waddell, I'm picking on Teresa. 
I'm going to say, oh, well, you need to go back to Teresa Waddell. She ain't quite finished what the word told her to do. <laughs> True. Amen. Come on, we're going to line up with the word, right? Amen. So we see that he was laying there. He was lame and he was waiting on some money. He was waiting on some help. So Peter, being that he was raised up under Jesus, he was a follower of Jesus, he knew what to do. So the first thing that Peter told the man was, look on us. You would think he was being kind of arrogant, but he wasn't. He said, look on us. So he wanted his attention to be focused on them. Why? Because Peter knew what he had. Peter said, silver and gold have I none. Because he knew that man was looking for silver and gold. He said, have I none, but such as I have, I give unto thee. Peter knew that he had something that would help him more than money. Money will run out, but the name of Jesus never runs short and it never runs dry. He began to use the name. He said, in the name of Jesus. He said, rise up. He knew there was power in that name. He knew there was healing in that name. Understand, the name was used before rise up. He knew he had authority to use that name for this man to rise up. He knew that it wasn't in him, it was in the name. Peter had so much faith in that name. He took the man up with the right hand and the man began to leap. He began to shout for joy because it was in that name. And Peter knew about that name. What am I telling you? If you don't have a relationship with that name, if you don't know about power and authority in that name, you can use it all the time you want and nothing would happen because you don't have faith in that name. So later on, they were wondering about this man. And this man, they came to Peter and them, and Peter said it was faith in that name. This is the reason why this man is walking, because we have faith in that name. This is why you're seeing what you see. It ain't because of us. See, Peter began to exalt the name. He didn't exalt Peter. He exalted the name because he said that name is above every name. It's above being lame. So I just exercised my right with that name because I have authority to use that name. So he got up and walked. But let me tell you what happens. After all of that, they recognized that these men were ignorant men. So what am I saying? You can be ignorant and still use that name. What I mean ignorant. They said they were unlearned. So they began to tell them, they said, you know what? We don't want you to speak in that name. And we don't want you to teach in that name because they knew a miracle had happened. So they say the only way we can stop these miracles, they can't mention that name. They can't speak in it, nor can they teach in it. Come on. Even they knew it was power in that name. And we as saints act like there's no power in the name of Jesus. But they knew even the ones where they saw the miracle. They said, don't you speak in the name? Don't you teach in the name? Because they knew that miracles was coming through that name. And Peter said, uh-uh. uh-huh. No, uh-uh. They'd rather obey God than man. They knew the power that was in that name. And they said, you're not going to stop us from teaching or preaching in that name. Because we are witness to what that name can do. So we see 
Do y'all understand why they're taking prayer out of school? The enemy taking it out because they know that there's power in the name of Jesus. They know if your kids are up in there praying and they're speaking the name of Jesus, they can't take prayer out of nobody. Because when kids go in the bathroom, they can be in the bathroom saying, in the name of Jesus, I call for peace. See, you, you can't stop it. Not unless you want it to be stopped. They may not do it the way it need to be done, but you can tell your kids you can still pray in the name of Jesus. You can make a difference in the name of Jesus. So we see that there's what? Power in that name. So when you say that name, remember in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, they're bowing down at the name of Jesus because of the power in that name. Now, people that have rights to that name... It's born again people. Remember the seven sons of Sceva in Acts 19? They began to try to use that name. And that demon said, Paul I know. Jesus I know. But who are you? Because they knew. You, 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 you part of, how can you use that name? We, you use it all you want. They left naked and bruised. Why? Because they was using that name, but they didn't have right to that name. Why am I saying this? Because we as Christians, born again people have a right to that name. And we don't believe that name. We don't have faith in that name. We say it, but after we say it, we wait on something to happen for something to manifest before we believe in that name. We're saying we got to see it before we believe it. That's when I'm going to believe there's power in that name. He said, you got to know there's power in that name. When you say Jesus, you got to know that demons are fleeing. When you say Jesus, you got to know that people are being healed. You got to know that peace is coming in the room. Because when you say that name, he said, I'm in the midst of you. Jesus is right there with you. And going back to the Old Testament, go to Exodus, the 14th chapter. You know how some people, they're delivered, right? You have a deliverance service and you know that they're delivered from whatever they're going through. Let's say addiction. Let's say someone has an addiction. And they get delivered from that addiction. Exodus 14. In Exodus 14, verse 21, I want y'all to see this. Anytime you get delivered in that name, that's done away with. Whatever addiction you have, whatever sickness you have, it can't stand up in the name of Jesus. Because his name is what? His name is what? So if his name is above every name, why are you looking for it again? Why are you acting upon that again? You already been delivered from it. The only thing that's happened is some residue that was left behind, making you think that you ain't been delivered because your mind ain't been renewed yet. So we still saying, I ain't been delivered from this addiction. I ain't been delivered from this sickness. Because whatever your body get used to, that's what your body begin to do. But you have control over it in Jesus' name. It don't have control over you. 
So this is what God told Moses. Y'all remember they come out of Egypt. They were in bondage. We know Egypt represent who? The devil. They come out. God bought them out. Anything God bring you out of, God ain't going to put you back in it, not let you want to go back in it. Y'all better hear me. God delivered them out of bondage. That means that Pharaoh had to loose them and let them go. But when he loosed them, don't think the enemy ain't going to give up. He ain't going to give up. He wants you to think that you ain't been loosed. So guess what? They begin to come after them again. But this is what God told Moses in verse 21. And Moses scratched out his hand over the sea. What it was it? A hand that had power and authority from on high. It was just Moses' hand. But God put some power to that hand to do a mighty act. Y'all got to hear me. God is in heaven. He has given the earth to you. But as soon as the earth rise up to what they have in Jesus' name, God said, all right, boys, we got to open up heaven because earth is rising up in my name. Y'all get it? Moses scratched out his hand and look at this, over the sea. So the sea, they had to what? Get through that sea. They had to get to the other side, right? So he scratched it out over the sea and the Lord, y'all get it? And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided. If Moses never stretched out his hand, it wouldn't have happened. Because he gave the power. Oh, y'all don't get it. He gave the power. He gave the right. He gave the authority. To Moses. So if Moses never lifted his hand, the sea would have never moved. Because the Bible say once Moses stretched out his hand, the Lord caused. But the Lord couldn't cause until Moses used what God gave him. Y'all don't get it? Now catch this. Once he did it. And God did his thing. It said, into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground and the waters were a wall unto them on the right hand and on the left. And guess what the enemy did? The enemy was coming at them. But guess what had to happen again? Remember now, God told Moses what to do. He done it. He stretched out his hand. Then the Lord caused whatever to go on. That's what the name of Jesus do. Don't think the enemy going to try to come after you to make you feel like the power of God don't work. Guess what Moses did again? Let's go down here. They eat. They pursued them. Verse 27. And Moses scratched forth his hand over the sea. And the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared and the Egyptians fled against it. And the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. This is what I'm saying. Nothing can stand in the name of Jesus. If God delivered you from an addiction... Don't think that your mind or your body is not going to tell you, you ain't free. Because those thoughts are still there. But the Bible said, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So you got to rise up in your authority and the power that God has given you in the name of Jesus. And you got to say, in the name of Jesus, whom the Son sets free it's free indeed so Moses had to again hold up his hand in order for the sea to close back up 
and overcome the enemy. We're leaving too many loopholes. See, we're thinking we haven't been delivered because our body is having a craving. Your body going to have a craving to what it was used to, but that don't mean that it belonged to you. Y'all better catch it. Men, women, you may have a craving to fornicate because that's all you've done for 21, 30 years. It became easy to you. It became a part of you. But when Jesus got rid of sin, fornication is sin. That means whatever he got rid of is he's telling you, you don't have to go into. So when your body is craving that, it's craving that because that's what you were used to doing. So now you got so used to doing it, you saying it's all right. It's okay. God loves me anyway. But through that fornication, through that adultery, it brings on sickness. It brings on disease. You can lay there you want with a man or a woman. You don't know what they got until they got it. That's why God said close them gaps. Don't let the enemy fool you. Why would I uh, tell you to do something I got rid of? Why is people telling you, oh, that's going to be your husband. That's going to be your wife. Go ahead and lay there. God loves you still. Disease do too. And that's what you wake up with. Now you want to do some real praying. Now you want to seek the Lord. But God know your heart. We got too many people telling God what they ain't going to do. But their thoughts are still tore up. And they're still doing it in their mind. I'm not going to look at pornography no more. You don't have to. You got a mental picture in your mind. You got the TV going all day. That's why you got to allow the word of God to cleanse you. I threw away all my pornography. No, you didn't. It's up here. Ain't none in my house. It's in your head. Don't went to your heart. You don't see your wife no more. You see what you saw in the books. Whatever you had is what you're going to go back to. Whatever used to come to is what you're going to go back to. That's why the word got to wash you. Your spirit is what's clean. But you got to be washed in your mind with the word of God. If you got to take a washing 24-7, take the washing, people. And when you keep washing and washing and washing, you don't see yourself going that way no more. That don't bother you. Why? Because you have renewed your mind and now you're living according to the spirit and you loose that and let it go. I have been delivered from that. I'm not going back to that because I am who God says that I am. I am a new creation. Christians, we lazy. We don't want to take the time to wash. Christians are stinking. That sweet aroma ain't there no more. Because you're trying to cover it up. But God know what's there. You're trying to make people think you so saved. The only reason you save is because of Jesus. You come to church all you want. If you ain't taken in this word, you still dirty. You clean in your spirit, but your soul is tore up. And we're wondering why we having conflict amongst each other. We're wondering why we having strife and offense. We're wondering why we, we're talking about one another. Because we ain't been washed long enough. The more you wash in this word, you will turn away from that mess. You won't be subject to that mess. It won't be based on what mama, daddy, or sister, brother, or cousin is doing. That ain't what I do no more because I've been washed in the blood. 
And when you've been washed, you don't want no filth on you. Remember the temple? Before they even could get into the holy place. They had to get before that labor and they had to wash. And then they had to see themselves. That, that labor was made out of mirrors. So when you got there, you saw the filth. You, the word will show you you. I was having a conversation with my husband yesterday. And I was telling him, I said, honey, I'm going to tell you something. I said, and which I know. I said, people look at me like I'm the worst person in the world. I said, some people don't agree with me because I'm just going off the word. If they ain't in the word, they're going to hate me because of the word. I said, this is why even in our marriage with us, if I'm in it and you're not in it, then there's going to be disagreement in our house because I'm going to see what God's showing me. and You ain't going to see it, vice versa. I said, but one thing, and I told him this. I said, you should know me. He told me, he told me, just like a walker. Just like a walker. You say something, you, 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 ain't, you ain't coming back off of it. I say, I'm just like Jesus. <laughs> True that. <laughs> if I don't agree with it and ain't the word, I don't care if he is my husband. God is above my husband. I ain't bowing no knee to my husband if it ain't lining up with the word of God. I and mean, he knows that. I love him, but I love the word. And the word is going to keep me when I can't be kept by him. So y'all better understand, you better cut off these associations that is not about Jesus. You better get into this word and say, this is what the word says. And as for me and my house, we're living by the word. And when we're not in agreement, I have to pray. He had to pray. Now, sometimes I can be uh, kind of hard to deal with. That's just my nature. That's who I am in Christ. And if you don't know who I am in Christ, you're going to hate me. You're going to really hate me. That's that skeet over there, too. You'll hate him because that's who he is. He just tell you the truth right off the bat. That's why you got to get to know who people are in Christ. They're going to stand for what's right. They're going to come with much authority, and you ain't going to like it. You hate me, you hate him. Because I'm only going to do what he tell me to do. Not what you want me to do for you to love me or for you to put a bill in my hand. Keep your bill. It's time out for foolishness. It's time out for agreeing with stuff outside the word. That's why his name in that work in your life. Jesus said, don't be using my name with that mess. That don't line up with me. Tell me in the name of Jesus, demon flee and the demon got you. You telling the demon to get out your husband is you. You making your husband feel like he's wrong all the time. And it's you, your controlling self, you Jezebel. I'm calling it just like I see it. And men, you Ahabs, you bowing down to Jezebel to keep peace in your house. That's world peace. That ain't God's peace. The peace God give unto you, you speak it to that house. And then you allow God to go in that house and do what he need to do and quit agreeing with mess. Baby, if you don't give me this money, won't be none up in here tonight. In the name of Jesus. 
you foul, evil spirit. Come out of her. Baby, you talking to me? I'm talking to that spirit that just used you. Because it don't line up with the word of God. The word of God say your body belongs to me and my body belongs to you. Oh, I'm going to help somebody. Tylenol done played out. Quit saying you sick and you ain't sick because you don't want to lay with your husband and been laying with every Tom, Dick, and Harry before you got married. Oh. Sneaking around with the man before you married. Now you got him. Now you're sick. Now you got a headache. You want too much out of me, baby. You asked, he wasn't asking too much when you were dipping and tripping. Right long with him. Now you're laying in the same bed and you're rolling over. Somebody getting delivered. Somebody's mind is getting renewed today. Love them in fornication. Hate them in togetherness. In marriage. What kind of mess is that? Somebody done got quiet on me because they, they, they scared I'm stirring up these men up in here. Just pray in the name of Jesus. That's what it is. And these men smiling. Uh-huh. You better know about the name. You better know about the name. Because that name carries power. That name carries rank. And me and anything your wife ain't doing, you come in the name of Jesus according to that word. And whatever's on her, it's going to lose her in Jesus' name. Whatever that husband ain't doing, you come in that name according to the word. It's going to lose him in Jesus' name. We're spending too much time fussing with each other when we don't war against flesh and blood. But our wars against principalities, powers of wickedness, wickedness in high places. That's what our war is against, but we spend too much time warring against each other when we have the power of God on the inside of us to tear down what the enemy has built up. It's time to loose it and let it go. Know that you have rights in Jesus' name. And whatever you use his name for, it's already done. It's a done deal. It's sealed. Last scripture, go back to David and Goliath. 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter. I want to say this. David had to be prepared for battle. You got to be prepared for battle. David tended to those sheep for a long time before David went into battle. I want y'all to hear what I'm saying. David had a relationship with God before David was made king. Some of you want a title but have no relationship. Some of you want to tell people what the word is saying, but don't really have a relationship. David spent time with the Lord. So when David was going where that battle was, they were running from the enemy. Now this is Saul, King Saul. The people picked Saul. They wanted a king. When the king run, they run behind the king. But little old David, pretty David, come in on the scene, Brother Willie. Come in on the scene. And they looked at Brother Willie like Brother Willie just too pretty for battle. You know how Brother Willie come in with his hands in his pocket. 
making sure his clothes is right. So they think Willie ain't ready for battle. Don't let that kind fool you. That's the kind. I had to get Willie. So David come in because the daddy sent him in. See, they were sought up, Deacon knew. They sent in a warrior and didn't even know they had a warrior right there beside them. So they were running from Goliath because they saw how big Goliath was. Come on, wouldn't y'all run too? You see, one man, big man. But what got them was the words he was speaking. And he kept speaking those words over and over and over and over again. I'm going to help you with something. Is that not what the enemy do to you? The enemy will tell you if you got a spot on your leg somewhere. You know what that is. You know what they say them spots look like. You might as well go get it checked. They call that the big C. You know somebody had just that little spot and it turned into something big and now it's overlapping the leg. And you hearing that over and over and over and over and over again, you, you heard it for 30 days, you heard it for 40 days, and it got so real in you, you were calling it what the enemy said it was. That's even with your finances. Anything, the enemy's going to put that thought there, and if you don't cast it down, it's going to end up being what the enemy wanted to be because you're going to speak over it, and there is power in your words, and you have what you say. So he did this. He kept doing it. But when David come in on the scene, This is what little David said. David said in verse 45, then said David to the Philistine, thou come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. Look how David came. He said, I ain't coming with a spear, ain't coming with a, a, a sword. I'm not coming with a shield. I'm coming in the name of Jesus. He knew there was power in that name. He said, I'm coming in the Lord of hosts, meaning the, the guard of armies, meaning the angelic host. He said, I'm coming in there in the name of Jesus, and I got a host right with me because I'm using that name. So what did David do? I like this next verse, what he did. The day, this day, will the Lord deliver thee. Who did he say going to deliver him? Into who hands? And I will smite thee and take thine head from thee. And he said, I'll give it to the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day. So I'm going to get on down here to verse 47. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saved not with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. Now look what David did. He had one stone that he took out. And he hit him with that stone. Now you know it was some might behind that. And he defeated Goliath. He knew he came in the name of the Lord. What name are you coming in? Because if you're coming in his name, the battle's already been won before it got started. That's how much confidence you're supposed to have in that name. Whatever you say, whatever you do in that name, you know that name works regardless of what's going on around you. And doing all, you're supposed to stand in that name. Because there is power in the name of Jesus. So God wants you to know, don't just be using that name because somebody tell you to. 
You use that name because you have faith in that name and you have a right to that name. And whatever given situation you're in, you speak to that situation in the name of Jesus and you say, peace, be still. And if you're feeling still a little shaky, say, what I say in the name of Jesus, peace, be still. Because his name is above every name and every knee bows in the name of Jesus. So you've been healed. You've been delivered. You're prosperous. You have peace. You have love. Everything you need, you have it in the name of Jesus. But it has to line up with the word. Amen. So right now, we talked about that name. We know how powerful that name is. And by me talking about that name, that should have given you faith in that name. And if you have faith in that name, I'm going to say right now, whatever you're going through in your body, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, I speak to everyone's body in this room. And I command healing in Jesus' name to take place right now in your body. I command gross tumors, all sickness, all disease to go in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you that it's already done. And it is so. In Jesus' name, I command finances and every home to line up. In Jesus' name, I command money to come in bank accounts. In Jesus' name, God, I thank you that what the enemy meant for harm, you have already turned it around and made it good. In Jesus' name, I command doors of employment to come open. In Jesus' name, the doors that God has shut, no man can open in Jesus' name. The doors that God has opened, no man can shut. In Jesus' name, God, I thank you right now. In Jesus' name, I command blood pressure to be normal. In Jesus' name, I command anxiety and fear to go right now. In Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you that you haven't given us the spirit of fear, but the power of love and of a sound mind in Jesus' name. He want us, y'all, that when we speak his word and we speak it in Jesus' name, we know that it's done. And we got to get to the point that we ain't waiting on nobody to do it for us. We're doing it because we have faith. In that name. Whatever you need is in that name. So don't take that name lightly. Begin to pray in that name. Begin to confess the word in that name. Because God knows that name. Amen. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. This young beautiful princess that's behind Kimberla. You, you got the little boy in front of you. Could you step up here, please? 